on the Wake Up Radio. I am your host, Joel Saji. Make me free. You're no free man. Make me free. Make me free. And welcome to On The Wake Up Radio. You're listening to Make Me Free. This is your host, Joel Saji. Shout out to our producer, as always, Sydney Ashby. As well, you can call in live at 844-818-4433. It is $2.99 per minute. You must be 18 years or older. You can catch all replays on otw2.com, Google, and Apple Products, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and as well, iHeartRadio. The new website is up, otw2.com, where it is free speech friendly, no censorship. Sign up today. Also, please donate 2 or $5, any amount, which will go directly to the website and our airtime. It is a labor of love, but we still live in a costly world. And if you appreciate the free content, please help us keep the message uncensored and free, where you can donate through PayPal at onthewakeupradio at gmail.com. And again, that is onthewakeupradio.com at gmail.com and we want to thank you all for tuning in tonight again we are here in the year of 2022 a very positive uh, beginning uh, to the new year I can say basically for those who are here amongst us that hasn't actually um you know, passed away or, you know, been to the other side of the corridor, basically. Um, we're here gathered today amongst ourselves, uh, living in a nice, uh, comfortable atmosphere, I would guess. Uh, if you're in the winter lands, especially uh, up north, Minnesota, Michigan, Illinois, South Dakota, and what have you, uh, that wind is kicking, that Snow is piled up and you're cold, but right now you're in your house warm and comfortable as you normally are. And just, uh, you know, just want to take the time to say thank you, you know, just for that. Because uh, definitely there is, um, we got a serious, serious homelessness problem out here uh, in America. And it seems to be getting, seems to be climbing, uh, so to speak. People are actually losing their jobs based on the fact that they don't want to get the COVID shot. It's actually recommended um, by a lot of people. You know, uh, since 2020, there's been so many commercials on on um, television, radio, uh, you know, from some of the top some of the top influencers, um, you know, always suggesting, you know, as a better way to combat the the disease that's being spread, the infections that's being spread or whatnot, you know, 
airborne, they're suggesting that in this case that you get the jab or the vaccination shot. And you know, it's due to due to some of the uh, statistics, uh, you know, especially one that kind of like sticks out like a sore thumb, where no one is really held responsible for the outcome of the shot after it is taken by said individual. And I think that's kind of like really got a lot of people, especially you, if you haven't taken the shot, you you kind of like already know where you're at in that stance. And, you know, for, you know, we all have the choice of taking the shot, of not taking the shot, you know, uh, staying indoors or going out and indulging. So we all have that choice. I mean, we make that choice every day with sound decision, you know, with a sound mind uh, in, that, in that decision, basically. The majority, you know, we basically we split down the middle, to be honest with you. Countries for this, they have the country isn't for that. And it's kind of like now with a lot of reports that's coming out, uh, especially on some of the backtracking uh, that's being done, especially by the head of the uh, Center of Disease Disease Control, I believe uh, that's what it stands for. Um, but still, uh, reports are from CDC saying that, you know, some of the stuff that they were saying, you know, may not be so accurate. And that, you know, the the vaccine may not actually work, you know, in some, you know, many cases, you know, everybody got their own choice to make. That's how I was kind of like saying that earlier. Like, you know, you, you really had your own choice to make in that, in that manner. And, you know, some people's immune system got just totally fit up against anything that may, that it may come up against just the natural way for the body to heal itself protect itself, the gift that we all have that we, you know, you can actually recharge or even uh, increase uh, your super strength, so to speak, by just taking on certain uh, foods that actually benefit the body in these cases, um, especially when one isn't feeling as well as one should. I think what I was really wanted to talk about tonight was the fact that, you know, with the care, I think I want to, I think I got a point, but I think with the care that anyone is given um, from their mother as far as uh, nurturing, uh, nurturing, uh, being shown, you know, ways to, uh, you know, prepare yourself for life, basically, giving you instructions on how to better yourself, how to take care of yourself, feed yourself, clothe yourself, uh, protect yourself, uh, all that. You know, you, that's kind of like what the mother does. But after those instructions are given and after a course of time, it's really upon you as the person that your mother installed and giving all these instructions and, in, in, uh, you know, just giving you all this 
information to carry on with yourself in life after a while you kind of like you 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 get it you know i i believe I, once uh and i and everybody talk about this if you if you, especially if you're from my neighborhood uh we always talk about that before we could actually do anything amongst ourselves on a saturday we had to do certain things basically one would have been uh you know chores within the house outside the house especially me my chores were basically outside the house on saturday so that consisted of grass cutting hedge trimming uh and the whole nine digging shoveling moving plowing whatever whatever the case i was outside doing the chore basically uh she said a manly chore, but my mom showed me this. You know what I'm saying? So I got that, you know, insight of how to, you know, do as men do really from my mom, even though I did have my dad, but my dad wasn't really a big gardener and all that. He, and if I needed to cut the grass, it was already cut before I got there. So I was kind of like spoiled with him, but my mom kind of like gave me the, you know, the, 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 <clears throat> within myself to where I can, you know, think for myself and carry on by myself when I wasn't around her. That was basically her whole thing for me to really think for myself without her being in the presence of, you know, in the presence of where I am. So I should be able to knowingly know that in some one way or another, her presence is around me, even though she's not physically here. But still, I have the uh, the insight, the instinct, the the information that she's given me to go on and carry, even though I'm in an unfamiliar area or unfamiliar situation. And you know that that plays on uh, pretty much throughout life, because that's what your mother is basically giving you. Those instructions for you to carry on without her being around and you to present yourself as, you know, the man that you are. So when you're actually doing things, I guess, as a man, uh, the insight that a mother gives, especially uh, during the time of growing up as a young kid or young lady is very important because it gives you the insight to carry yourself in a good manner without them being in, in the presence of you. So those rules kind of like stick with you throughout life because you're making better choices for yourself in life. Now, when in a relationship, I know some females always jump the gun and always want to help their significant other uh, and trying to maybe point out some details or another that they may observe, which is good. You know, that's, what the, that's what a relationship is really based off of you to build and and grow together but if you really don't understand what the man is actually doing in this band situation then it's probably best for you to just chill relax observe and you know maybe look at the demonstration that he's presenting because you know single mothers is is a basically a superwoman, to be honest with you. It's, it's no way around. You know, single mothers, superwoman. There's, there's, she's wearing two hats when she really should be only really wearing one, but she's wearing two. And in some cases, uh, 
never know what the situation is. Father's not around, you know, whatever the case, but still in all, you know, the single mother is kind of like where a lot of us were raised in uh, single parent family homes or what they call it by definition. And I'm basically a product of that. Uh, really, I was raised by my mom, a single mother, but she gave me, like, again, those various important tools for me to carry on throughout life and make a better sound judgment for myself. I mean, I'm just saying that just because just cause I, I, I noticed today, or maybe a few times when I'm around a few of my friends and their uh, ladies, you know, are around basically. And he's doing or they're doing their, you know, thing of a of a man where you really don't you may not or really don't really need anyone's insight on that because it's already, you know, a thing that you normally do without hesitation. It's probably a stage here, stage two, stage three. (laughs) But still in all, the, the lady may not understand what actually you're doing based on the fact that she is a man and. She probably has done it, but not in the particular way that you do it. It's a totally different way. Everybody has their own way of doing things. I, I think that's where, where I'm really leading to. Everybody has their own way of doing things. And, it, and if you do come into a, uh, a situation where your significant other is doing a manly chore, let, let them do that manly chore without, you know, the added plus sign or the added uh, you know touch that you know you feel as though you may need to say it's uh, sometimes it's just better to just let things unfold as they are without causing any you know disturbance I heard someone earlier this week talk upon trying not really to match energy and just let some things play out, you know, especially negative energy. Don't try to really match the negative energy. But, you know, that's almost like being a wuss, almost. You know, you don't really want to take on the negative energy, but still, no, there's no need to listen to it and sit there and, and bathe in it. You know, that's, 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 that's something else, too. It's always best to protect your energy best you can and especially I think with without really trying to match it word for word or anger for anger, you know, when once you see it, it's probably best to just to get out of the situation best you can, walk away from the situation best you can. Uh, especially when you're in a, a, a relationship and you come into a disagreement in front of the kids. You know, I think that's kind of like one of those where you don't want to match the energy because, you know, now your kid is taking on, you know, an example that they may use based on the fact of what you're demonstrating. And what you demonstrate, you have to really be careful around your kid and what you're doing and saying. It's it's, it's real. Uh, How real is it? Most kids are pretty much especially if you bring them into an atmosphere where they're unfamiliar with, they'll sit back and observe pretty much until they feel comfortable enough to come out and say, hey, how are you you doing, shaking your hand, telling you how old they are and whatnot and the whole nine. 
But until then, they probably just going to sit back and observe until they get a feeling where they're comfortable. But within that observation, they're looking at everything you're doing. And they're watching and they're learning. This is how kids pretty much learn, you know, through demonstration, talking, uh, movements, uh, and what have you. You know, an argument can go in either way. Either it can go in a bad situation or it can be uh, a positive uh, insight for one. But still in all, it's an argument. And how you respond to that argument, but I think what she was saying is trying not to really match energy, especially when a kid is around. It's probably best to walk away. It's, it's hard. Because people feel like they got time today. You know, everybody always seems to have time for whatever the situation may be. They got time for it today. And, you know, and that's just from the fact that people have had enough of, of BS, really. You know? you know, people get tired of, you know, maybe turn around and turn on the cheek. I think that's what the Black Panthers was. You know, they were tired of turning the other cheek. They were just tired of just about facing and being sprayed down and talked down upon. You know, at some point, you know, it, you know, what if they had probably just not matched the energy? You know, where, where, where would we be then? Would we be even, even in a worse situation than what we are now? And we hadn't seen uh, heroes like them in some type of, Either on TV when they were at Oakland with the guns or the uh, food programs that they set out, the uh, protection that they set out uh, for certain people, uh, the gathering, the upliftment of one another. You know, if we hadn't had that, if they really hadn't matched the energy that was being projected to them during those times, you know, where, where would we be? Because you know sometimes it's it's probably best to match energy in some in some situations. Maybe not all, but for some, it is it's it's best to match some energy. What do you think about that, Sydney? That's a real good one right there. I think it really. You know, as you're saying it, I was just like processing the fact that matched energy. You know, when somebody will keep that same motherfucking energy. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to give you the same shit you gave me. It's different when you're talking about children. Yeah? Because we're not pouring into them. And we we have to be careful what we do. Even though sometimes we ain't even really paying attention to what we're doing. So when sometimes children pick up certain ways, we like, what the fuck is this? Even though I still believe little children come from a portal of our fucking ancestors. These motherfuckers come back and want to give us hell, want to cry all night. All types of crazy shit. You're like, God damn, Uncle Reefus is back. Um, <laughs> but as far as matching energy, um, when it comes to, uh, it's just so many, It's it, there's relationships, there's with children, there's, I think of a match. You know how you take a match and you burn some shit, you burn a bridge, but you better be damn sure you want to burn that motherfucking bridge. Because what's the saying? I'm going to need, what, you going to need me before I need you. you know, that type mm-hmm. of shit. 
But at the end of the day, okay, so when you were saying the Black Panther Party and you were saying, you know, they had this, you know, no turn the other cheek or whatever, whatever, they had, um, oh, my God, I can't even remember what the, the national, I can't remember. There was a, a, a group of brothers before that. They they were into, like, making sure their, uh, their uh, amendment rights to carry um, arms was in place. There were a lot of people's uncles and fathers and grandfathers that didn't play that shit. When they was running railroads, excuse me, highways on top of a whole bunch of Tulsa's. There were so many uh-huh. black wall streets out there. And by the way, every time you're on a freeway, that's a bunch of, that's some black folks back. So you're on. That's a dream. It's a, it's a film called uh, Lessons in Haiti. Came out in 2013 or 19. I think it was 13. And it talks about how there was more than just one Black Wall Street. And what they did was the federal government decided, we're going to put highways. And they would go to those Black owners, Cross Bronx Expressway, like literally all the way down, 495, I-95, all that shit. That's why you'd be so tired on a highway because you're rolling over Black folks' dreams again with the bullshit and so i was just i was i was thinking um there was a man and he said um he was on his porch and a government agent came up to him and he said and we're talking about this is before black panthers we're here because we're doing a land project he said what that gotta do with me he said well we're gonna run this the road through here now you either gonna take this little bit of money or you not but we're going to run this road through here. And that man cocked his fucking shotgun. I fucking dare you. I promise you it wasn't Charlton Heston that said for my cold dead hands. On God, I know that was a black man all day. Like y'all going to have to kill me because y'all are not about to take my dream from me. And they had to do that. Do you get what I'm saying? They did that to him. They took his dream away. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Sorry, I went on all around. You know how I get. Joe, why you always act? come in and then I come in and I just be like, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> but these are things that we, you know, we got to release. You know, just can't hold on to that because I know I'm triggering some when I'm talking. But, you know, just the matching of energies, um, you know, especially to protect yourself, you know, is probably one of the, you know, unthought about things when people really talk about energy. You know, protecting your energy. I, I hear that a lot, but you know, in a situation where you know you just don't want to be either disrespected or you know, or wait a second. No, I'm not just, wait a second now, right? So when you're saying you know, protect your energy and stuff like that, and I'm not, um, I'm be honest, not really, I'm not really good with that. The only time I'm good with that is like when somebody pisses me the fuck off. Right. I I start at like a real nice level and then I'm just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? You know what I'm saying? And then I go like, what the who the fuck? You know what I'm saying? I have to remain. I personally have to remain calm. I know there's self-preservation. You got to be careful. Well, who takes you there? Because, you know, sometimes you say things you can't take it back. And so when Mm -hmm. you're talking about matching that energy and that word match, because every time I hear the word match, I think of fire. Because shit about Mm -hmm. to blow up. And sometimes Mm -hmm. we can't hear each other, right? 
me, you and I are arguing. We start off, and then I'm like, well, Joel, I said put the bottle here. And you said you never said that, and now we're arguing over each other. And now the, the kid is listening. Excuse me. Kid is mm-hmm. going. I can't help it. The child is listening. And mm-hmm. now they're thinking, oh, okay, so whenever I, I go to play with someone with a toy, I'm going to yell at them until I get it. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then, uh-huh. I mean, there's more mature ways. But in, at the end of the day, are we all really just fucking children? Mm. Mm. I would think so with 13 moon cycles. All right, bring it on home. Because you're not as old as you think you are, especially with 13 moon cycles being cut down to 12 in the Georgian calendar. You're not as old as you really are. We're just children in adult bodies. Some of us will learn, some of us will get burned, and some of us will never figure the shit out. Yeah, you bring a real good, interesting point up, too. I've seen a spazzing out of a person one time over a, over a and I think I mentioned this, too, before, a Uno game. It was, it was like, oh, my God, I, why, how, you know, where? Did this come from? You know, a, uh, a grown person fasting out over a Uno card game kind of like took me for a loop one time. And I was like, wow, you know, we, we really haven't, we really don't know who we are anymore. You know what I'm saying? Especially if, we, if you have to go to a, a level where the card game has now got uninterested and you want to put it up based on the fact of a, of a minor uh, misunderstanding and now uh, you blow up. I've actually seen this and it's, it, it, it was strange to witness and be, be within because I'm like, you know, this is a grown person fazzing out over a card game. Wait a second, Joel. When we talked about it, I, I laughed, right? I did laugh because I was like, yo, people be doing too much. But then I thought about all the motherfuckers that play CeeLo and get shot. Dice games and get shot. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. At least he didn't shoot y'all. What he did, took mm. his cards, he flipped the table type shit, New Jersey housewife shit. You know, snatched the game up, threw it back in the box. That's didn't want to speak about it anymore, and didn't want to play, and and you know, wanted to sit in the corner and you know, roll the smoke to himself, basically. And I was like, well, you know, I was I'm here on the invite for a good time. <laughs> this thing turned out to be something totally different. <laughs> so. You know, it's, it was, it's, you know, I only bring that up just just for the fact that, you know, we really, you know, we are kids. We we really are kids. Whether you think you're not, but you you, you really are, because I'm pretty sure you have had some type of uh, spazzing out of some misunderstanding yourself, and and who hasn't, honestly. Who hasn't spazzed out over misunderstanding only to come back? And I think that's where you talk about that match and burning bridges. Because if you go too far with the misunderstanding, there's no really coming back. Because people, people get tired of people's shit. 
It's only so many times. Yeah, yeah. So many things can be done. So many, you know, I think King Von had an interview about, you know, how do you bring back somebody that did you wrong or did something dirty behind your back? How do you, you know, friend them again? You know, how, 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 how can you do that? You don't. Especially when, especially when they hurt you, you know, in such a way, because, you know, trust, you know, goes a long way. Trust is when you're leaving someone in your house and you're not there. That's, that's trust. Trust is giving someone your car when you know this is your only vehicle to use for your livelihood. That's trust. Trust is when you ask the babysitter to hold your baby down while you're at work for so many hours. That's trust. No one wants to be, you know, come to find out that they, you know, they chose the wrong person to trust. That's one of the most illness feelings in the world. And I'm pretty sure by a show of hands, by a show of, oh, he's right, in the background, I know what I'm talking about. No one wants to have anyone, you know, cross you in such a way. And once you someone takes that from you, like you said, it, you don't. You just, it's, it's, you know, you can, you know, at a distance, I guess, you know, some, you know, that energy, I guess, that's when their energy is being protected. They hold you to arms length. And they're protecting themselves from, you know, any ill, hard feelings that may arise just by the presence of you being in certain areas with them, you know. Well, here's the the thing I want to interject, and I'm sorry, is that a lot of times we give people chances. Like I said, we're children. Like children, children will play, and then oh, you took you took the ball, and you you never brought the ball back. Ah, shut the fuck up! I brought the ball back. You know, because look, we like to cuss, and <laughs> the inner city kids especially. And you know, after a while, you either grow up and you grow out of it, and you go, okay, I need to be. I've known this person for a while. Maybe I don't need to be such an asshole. Maybe I need to be a better person. But then there's that moment where you realize that. Some people, no matter how nice you are, no matter how kind you are, you're just an easy target for mm. to them to get over. So, I mean, in a sense, I mean, we all we all are just like we're we're searching for something as beings. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like we're, you know how um you ever heard somebody say I don't want to come back here no more. Them t- yeah. That temper tantrum, that nigga coming back. He coming back. You can't control yourself doing that. You know, regular shit. You coming back. You want to, you coming back. Now, we are emotional creatures. Cause I don't know if you ever seen, if you watch a dog or a cat, even if they're mean, when they, like when you got a pit bull and then somebody coming to your house and they woo, 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 woo. As soon as you close that fucking door, that fucking pit bull's a motherfucking pussy cat. You know what I'm saying? We're just, we're emotional creatures. We try to protect ourselves, guide ourselves or whatever. But I think that we have to realize that we have to surround ourselves with people like ourselves. Very good point. Very good point. Like-minded people, I think, is what uh, the saying is. You know, surround yourself with 
uh, you know, especially if you, you know, as an example, going into business for the first time, you want to seek the advice of somebody already established in the business. You want to set yourself around uh, people doing business workshops, uh, uh, business gatherings, uh, uh, how to do this in business. You know, you, you're just going to surround yourself around those type of business. Why? Because you are starting a business and you're doing business things. Now you need the business knowledge. You're not going to go around and hang around uh, whatever the case, uh, the flower shop, even though the flower shop is a business, but is that the business that you into, you know, you're going to be hanging around people in the business that you're basically going into the business trying to do uh, maybe a sock business. So that means you're going to be hanging around people that handle cotton all day or uh, get cotton in bulk, or they have the stitching uh, material to, un, you know, de-thread the cotton to make it, you know, thread into a single strand. You know, you're going to be finding, seeking out that type of quality of information. You know, it's not really just going to be wasting time hanging around someone that's not trying to do entrepreneurial things. This doesn't match. It just doesn't. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna be around like-minded people. The drunk hangs around, or the wino hangs around the either the liquor store or the bar. Why? Because that's he's a wino. That he's part. not gonna be hanging around the coffee shop. He's not gonna be hanging around uh, the swimming pool area. He's gonna be either around a liquor store or a or a store that sells alcohol. Wait, let me tell you a story. Story time. Ding, 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 ding. I had a uh I have an <laughs> uncle and he was um I wanna say he was like in his uh he was about sixty three at the time and he was yeah. dating a lady named Brenda. And you know, him and Brenda seemed to get along, couldn't really, because like, his ex-wife, they used to argue, yelling, yelling, right? And they were Panamanian, so it was like English, Spanish, all that shit. And so, Brenda was quiet. But every time it was, uh, we would see, it was like dinner time, I would go over at, at, to Abuelita's house. And, you know, Brenda would always have a taste, a drink, a brandy, oh. a glass in hand. It, it's not uncommon. It's just not uncommon. You see some, that family member that always got that drink in the hand, but it's not uncommon. So you don't think nothing about it. And I, I want to say like a few months went by and I, I said to I said to Theo Jorge, I said, what happened to Brenda? He said, man, I have to get rid of Brenda. Brenda, at 8 o'clock in the morning telling me I got to go buy her 24 case of beer to start her day. And he said, I was doing that every day for a month. And he was like, he realized. He said, my mother wasn't like that. I didn't have to. You get what I'm saying? My mother don't. Yeah, my mother have a glass of wine. But who the fuck drinks at 8 o'clock in the morning? Who goes, who goes by 24 cases of Budweiser and by noon take it to the next level of vodka? And then by the evening, now they're belligerent. And now you're fighting with them. Now your energy because you and you're not drinking. So now mm-hmm. are we really matching energy? I'm frustrated. This bitch is acting like a whole fucking asshole cuz she drunk every fucking day. 
He said, I had to get rid of Brenda. She was she was spending my money. She was taking my energy, and my energy um, was spent. There we go. Uh, he had enough, physically, financially, and emotionally, Thanks. all at once. Exactly. Now, another energy that was kind of like matched, um, maybe to, you know, well, I'm just say it. You can decide. But we did speak upon the sentencing of the uh, Ahmaud Aubrey case uh, that uh, at one time uh, we was waiting on the sentencing. And the sentencing just happened, I believe, just this last past week, I believe, right? Thursday, Wednesday or something like that. Yeah. Well, the sentencing was passed down and there was life uh, plus 20 years. With the possibility, I believe, of no parole, I'm not sure how that went down. I'm not maybe saying it correct, but if you know better, uh, call us at, again, uh, 844-818-4433 if you know the better answer. But, again, life without parole, possibility of parole, and then life plus 20 years is given to, to the two other gentlemen. And I think, you know, that energy, you know, as you heard, and I'm pretty sure everyone, you know, if you haven't, you didn't watch it live, you've seen them maybe the retake, YouTube, or what have you, but, you know, during that course, uh, the judge in this case, he seemed to actually give a damn fuck. You know, he really cared, you know, it just, it wasn't a black or white thing, I think, to him in this case. It was just disgraced in public view, especially on tape, to the manner that, again, caught on tape. But during the time, this is this is a regular thing, that, you know, in, in certain in in the eighteen hundred, in the seventeen hundred, in the sixteen hundred. This is this is a normal thing. This is a normal practice for an Ahmad to be subject to something of that manner. This was a regular practice back in those days. And they kind of basically demonstrated a regular practice that they hold in growing up with and ingesting and digesting and involving themselves with and preaching and, and demonstrating this type of form of hate. And the, the sentencing, I guess, so to speak, as a match. When again, Sydney talk about the match and fire igniting was matched <laughs> in this case. Some would have said, uh, "Take them to the damn guillotine right now," you know, like they used to do. You know, there's really no need to hold on to a 20-year verdict for you to just, you know, perish within a confine. You know, don't one, don't one really want to wait on that? You know, especially with, especially the family. I can tell you that now. The family already want to just, you know, that heartfelt uh, uh, reading uh, that his dad. 
Amar Amari's uh, dad did uh, at the uh, prior to the sentencing that was read out by the judge was so so emotional. You know, I I, I put my you know put myself in his shoes. You know, just for that reading. You know, just to get the real. You know, I'm. I, I know I can't match what he felt, but I, I have an understanding. Let me say that I have an understanding. I have a sense of understanding. And it, man, I cried, bro. That 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 was that was, I cried just off of that because you know, just as he said, he'll never be able to do the things that he used to do. And he said the man only ran for the fact of just wanted to be free and you know that was his freedom so to speak to his getaway his his aura check his chakra check you know that's what he did to align himself back up was just basically jaw you know effortlessly carelessly you know without you know, the thought of being harmed. This this is what he did every day. This is what he loved to do. And he was taken down in the middle of one of his happiest times in life. And that's what kind of like took me out when I heard his dad read that those that reading prior to the sentencing. It, it was, I don't know what to say. But my heart goes out to the family as well. Um, as I know, everyone else is sending their condolences. But the sentencing, in this case, as far as m matching energy, you know, was it was was it was it matched correctly? Because everyone was saying, "Get a life, give him life, put him in jail," uh, you know, give him the same fate. You know that that was that was really all that was being. Uh, broadcast across the screen board as the judge was basically reading off or witnessing, you know, the last testimonial speeches given by the prosecutor. Uh, his his dad read that speech, and then, you know, he had to give out the final verdict or the sentencing itself. And, you know, the, the judge, man, he, he, he was cool. He was direct. He was straightforward as you would expect a judge to be. Not like that lady that had to resign uh, being secretly recorded by a family member. Ain't no telling what she did to that family member for him to put that out there like that. But, you know, those two judges are on two different aspects of the pedoscope. I think I'm saying that right. And even though they're both white, one has a sense of understanding and one doesn't have a, a net weight worth of understanding at all. So I just wanted to point that out. Uh, we spoke about that a couple of weeks ago about the sentencing and it was finally here. So we're talking about matching energy and energy being matched and, you know, how what to say at the right time and when to close your mouth and just shut the fuck up at certain points. You know, just basically just walk away, uh, you know, from 
certain situations, that, you know, to get a you know a break. I think my mom used to tell me this all the time, though. My old man used to get into it a lot, argue. You know, they used to argue, but the, the we never knew. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We never knew. The kids never seen that. I used to ask my sister, older brother, and the mom, you ever seen? You ever seen mama argue with men? Never, no one never seen that. Oh, OG used to put the time out on him. Time out. Let's let's go outside. Let's go in the car. Let's you know, let's go for a ride. But ain't no way she's gonna be disrespected in her house. And she's not gonna disrespect the man in our presence. So they would again just suit up. Either take this stroll down through the park <laughs> or get in the car and ride around uh, the lake, sh- the lake uh, Sheridan Road, right near the lakefront or Tanad Street. That was by the lakefront as well. My mom never, I never seen that. I never seen my mom in a heated argument with a, with a man at any point, especially my father or my sisters and brothers. Uh, dad, I, I I just never seen that, and I, I do I, I appreciate that too because I was never shown, you know, I've 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 heard and witnessed, you know, certain uh, relationships going in a totally different aspect. Uh, one I found out that uh, history in our family, uh, a case of. Uh, domestic violence. And I think domestic violence is a real big topic in in the year 2022 because I believe a young female was just dropped from a certain uh, cosmetic line uh, with Rihanna. I can't really recall the young female's name because I don't really keep up with with them like that. Uh, But still, the words uh, that she used at the time trying to describe domestic violence on a woman was totally left and they, you know, again, a social media influencer is what they were calling her. And if you're a social media influencer and you're seeing some of the moves, or you're just saying some things that just don't really match as a, an influencer, 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 you would think would be someone that influenced you to do your best, encourage you to, you know, take initiative, uh, heighten your senses, heighten your, you know, whatever, you know, it's a positive. The influencer is supposed to be a, a, a positive. In this case, uh, it was said from her, maybe not word for word, but, you know, she was like, who cares? Or, or what the, you know, what, whatever, you know, that was basically her response to people that's been caught up in domestic violence, you know, due to loss of lives, uh, or what have you, the, the, the mental instability and anguish that you go through trying to, you know, going through that course of a domestic violence relationship, you know, all of that. And this young lady, again, a social media influencer, kind of like pushed the button to where she had no understanding at all to what the hell she was talking about. And they really had to let the young lady go because, if you're influencing people, if you're saying things like that, and especially being an influencer on social media, you're going to be 
influencing your followers to maybe think the same way. And we definitely don't, we don't want that. No, you don't want that. Wait a second uh, now, Joe, wait a second now. You when mm-hmm. you, when you said that about her, I said, I, I said to myself, right. We have to realize that not everybody's sent in your space and in your place and in front of you is here to guide you. Some people are sent here to distract you. Mm. I went through the fucking see that's why I don't be going through the fucking I got my own platform and shit we got our own platform OTW2 which is that uncensored free speech but I still be on the fucking oppressive shit you know what I'm saying because this shit's a bit like heroin right and so now I'm on the Instagram and I'm scrolling through the motherfucker and they have these um black TikTok shits and different ones and the guy is like um you know, I'm the man, like, whatever. And then this woman's like, shut the fuck up, bitch, and wash the motherfucking dishes. It's like, okay. You know, uh, I go through another one, and then the 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 guy's like, you gonna suck my dick? She's like, you gonna suck my dick? And I'm just like, what the fuck is this shit? What are they trying to teach these young people? Because let me tell you something. You put a man down... He going to get sick and tired and he going to leave you. You're going to be by yourself. Don't let this social media fucking fool you. There are consequences to this shit out here. Those are skits. Those are fucking skits. Because I promise you, be by yourself. Y'all got an auntie. Y'all got an uncle. Y'all got family that's by themselves. Because them niggas don't know how to act and don't nobody want to deal with them. And they die alone. Now, if you want to die alone, you go ahead and do everything you see on social media. You pull your titties out. You put your ass in the thing. You pull your dick out. You do all that shit and and be happy for the likes that it'll never really touch you because ain't nobody really interested in you. You just a clown. So at the end of the day, sometimes when people say things and whatever, Understand a lot of it's propaganda. People are getting paid to do certain things. People are getting paid to say certain things. And then look at mm-hmm. us. <laughs> and then look at us. We're honest. We're whatever. Nobody's in our pocket. Nobody's, I don't have to, run, you know, say whatever, whatever. It'd be nice to be like, hey, da-da-da, producing Tide, put it in your mouth, drink it, swallow it, wash it down. You get what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> But we're not doing that. And so at the end of the day, you have to understand there's reality and then there's what's right. Because reality, this new reality, it don't make no sense. They're firing people without a fucking COVID uh, vaccine. But they're hiring the people with COVID with the shot. If you're sick, come to work. If you're not sick and you're healthy, we don't need you here. Somebody actually uh, posted something that they showed a a, a black t- uh, a couple. It was a black couple with a baby. Do you know Instagram took it down and said it was against community lines? I said because they so used to seeing niggas fight all the time. So I get it. It's not normal to see people behave, to say excuse me, to say thank you. Now, I ain't even going to lie to you because I'm a little bit of a maniac. So when I do go outside and... Granted, um, you know how you walk, you're walking and then you kind of hold the door and then people start coming through the door. I will be, I'm that person that goes, I don't work here. You're welcome. What the fuck? Just because you got a mask on don't mean you ain't got to have no more. Ma- people don't have manners no more. 
I don't know what's going on. It, it, yeah, I don't. It, it, uh. it, it's it's an uncommon thing to be courteous. Now, as when it, it and when it's a courteous thing, courteous is courteous. Look up the definition of what courteous courteous is, and then see if you are able to demonstrate and produce that on a daily. You you find out that you you you're not doing that at all. <laughs> Most people are not doing that at all. Some people look at you, and and it at the worst time, and you and you and the worst time. And I bring this up. The worst time is to be filmed while you're in fucking while something dangerous is happening to you. That that's that's that that's what really kills me when people pull out their phones. Oh, and, courteous, and, Pol- courteous, and, courteous. And someone's choking you to death. But or wait, someone's stomping you out to death, or someone's, you know. But wait, Joel, courteous mm-hmm. is being polite, respectful, or considerate in manners. There was a lady two years ago on the train. Homeless guy was trying to rape her. 20 people pull out their fucking phones and film it. At least 10 of them were men. In the Bronx. You talking about the guy that they actually had to... Um, I remember that. The big guy in the red uh, on the train. Uh, they finally caught him, but still and all, you're right. They filmed the dude. Instead of, instead of you know, setting the camera up properly... And going over there and, and whooping his ass on film. You whooping his ass on film. The cameraman. The cameraman just basically just sat there and filmed the guy. Of the lady being touched unwarranted. You know, without consent. Or wh- whatever word you want to use in the English dictionary for this. I think that's what the whole sense of being, you know taping a dangerous event is about but let me stop you joe is 20 fucking phones we don't need 20 fucking (laughs) angles this is not a steven spielberg i'm a stud boat and you trying to get everything because you looking for oscar okay you on a train you better kick somebody down y'all better turn into vigilantes something how could you watch somebody rape somebody how could you watch somebody touch somebody's child blood on your hands shame on you Shame on you. I can't even stand to see somebody's child walking walking down the street with their shoelaces untied. You know what I do when I see that? I say, excuse me, baby, tie your laces. You're going to fall. I don't know these motherfuckers from nowhere. And I be looking at the parent like, what the fuck is your... What? Okay, it takes a village. And then the kid will stop and tie their laces. I mean, the ones that can. Because then mm-hmm. they should get Velcro. Let's keep it real. <laughs> Not everybody know how to tie them. No, I'm totally, totally with you. I'm saying still put the camera down and help. That's basically what I'm, where my point is lies at in all of this. Help. There's a situation where a person needs help. Pretty much. But at the end of the day, can we, can we blame social media? Can we blame the T, the television? Can we blame the propaganda in the newspaper and the magazines and all this? We cannot. And I'm going to keep it real with you. You know why we cannot? Because I know my children look at social media and whatever. I go through their phones like a warden, by the way. They have to get rid of all the evidence before I get to it. But one of the things that I do is I'm always talking to them. I'm always saying to them, you know, be polite. Help your grandmother out. Uh-uh. Go 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 get the bags. Go get the bags from the old lady. Do you get what I'm saying? It's something like hold the door for her. You know, okay, do this. When you finish, I need you to wash the dishes. 
I don't care if you're tired. We don't leave dirty dishes in the sink. Just simple, simple things. You know, go to bed at this time. Okay, you can't go to bed, read a book till you fucking fall asleep or something. But at the end of the day, you have to give rules. Because apparently, apparently, we are like sheep. Probably not us and us listening. But we are like sheep because we like to follow And for some reason, we're being so programmed and forgetting our genetic code that was taught to us about what's right and what's wrong. And there is no left or right because there is an in-between. But at the end of the day, unless you want to come back to this fucking place, you're going to get it together. I'm not saying with everyone because technically in the beginning, what you said, we're just like fucking children. We need guidance. We need to be good to each other. Because if somebody slaps your fucking ass on a playground and you go to play with them the next day and they slap you again, at a certain point, it's your fault you're getting slapped because you're allowing that fucking shit. What you need to do is create boundaries. We need boundaries, social media boundaries, media boundaries, propaganda boundaries. Yeah, it's going to be here. But you have to remember where you come from, you know? Would you, would you use the U.S. government as that person that's doing the slapping and us as the kid that's actually going back to the park and getting slapped all the time? Uh, You know I call the government Big Daddy. You seen them people in 2020 talking about I ain't going back to work. Government taking care of me. I get my check. Everything all right. I get paid more than when I go to work. Big government, big government. Who said vote for big government, big daddy? Big Daddy, Big Daddy, Big Daddy. That's how they see big government. But Big Daddy ain't your real daddy. You, you, Big Daddy is like master that fucked the slaves, and they got all them little, them little, them little half mulattoes running around the yard. Guess what? They pick cotton too. Let it go. Yeah, I kind, I, I kind of like take that as the, the, the Big Daddy slapping whoever around, as you were using as a metaphor, and. You know, we, we, we seem to always take these slaps from Big Brother, seeing or Big Daddy, as you were speaking of. And we don't never, we don't say shit. We don't say anything. Um, Well, we say something at radio.com A shameless plug. I'm so sorry. Sign up for otwtube.com, T-U-B-E.com, uncensored free speech platform. I promise you, when we get to a certain number of people, I'm, I'm locking that fucking door and you're not getting in. I don't care. Because God knows these servers are expensive. <laughs> you're not getting in. Shit, you're going to need a petition. I'm going to treat it like Clubhouse. At the end of the day, people are taking it because they don't either respect themselves or whatever. I, I, the trauma that we've gone through, people are forgetting who they are. When a school can tell your child, I'm going to give you, and guess what? I can say this word on here because all this shit is ours. I'm giving you a fucking vaccine. Don't tell your parents. Do you know what that sounds like? The priest that sticks his dick in your kid in the rectory and says, don't say nothing. I need these motherfuckers to really think about what's going on out here. People are being fucking beyond railroaded. They're being bent over without WD-40 or Vaseline. And they're taking it. God damn, I just went to porn in my head because that, I'm sorry. But people are taking it. 
I don't know about you. There's some shit I ain't going to take. Because I said to someone the other day, they said, well, why you ain't take the vaccine? I said, baby, what I eat don't make you shit. What you eat don't make me shit. Don't worry about me. We ain't going to argue about that because I don't get in that argue. I treat the vaccine like it's religion. You do what you do and I'm going to do what I do. It's nothing to argue about. You know, we'll see what happens in three, four years when motherfuckers be in the street and laid out in the street dead. But nonetheless, we cannot get caught up in what we think is reality Right? Did, did you see the fake sun China put up or some shit like that? They had a fake sun go up. Like, mm-hmm. nothing is real. You know, once you kind of realize that you create your own simulation, your own world, your own create, like, we're creating this. And sometimes I'm like, what part of the fucking matrix is this? Because I'm trying to get to the motherfucking end. But goddamn, I realize they on, they on number four. So it never ends, even though it don't get better. The film never gets better. Die Hard was good, but Die Hard 3 suck type shit. You know what I'm saying? Speed <laughs> 1 was good, but Speed 5 suck. Scream, you know, it's like that. And so it just perpetuates itself and it goes on. And I, the reason why I think some people, not some people, a lot of people, because now I'm starting to feel like it's, it's, it's getting up there. 30, 40% of the people on the planet are just... They've given up. People want to die, Joel. They're not happy. They didn't get to do their dreams. People told them they weren't shit. And so they don't, if all they got to rely on is a, a goddamn fed book and an instant Nazi, I, then it is what it is. And it's not for us to try to change any. I'm not here to change anybody. Those who are those who. Would you invite somebody to your to your tribe? That was into some shit you wasn't. Do you get what I'm saying? Would you invite a pedophile in your home? You would never. You can't change him. It's certain people can't change people. Just leave them. Just leave. Let them go. I'm sorry. Oh I'm you, bring that, you bring that. No, you bring that in the fold because I used to go to this mass jig out in Atlanta, uh, and that kind of like that question kind of like popped up. That 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 topic right there, pedophile. And the brother and the, and the brother said, "You know what? There was a pedophile within the masjid. I had to let him know he couldn't come back here no more." I was like, "Wait a minute! You mean to tell me this exists within the nation? You know this type of behavior?" But you know, even with a certain suit or a certain, you know, everybody is different. You never know what one person is capable of. And that's why I kind of like was speaking upon trust. Like once you give somebody some trust and it's, it's damaging that they damage, then when they damage the trust, the, 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 the trust level factor is pretty much dead. As you stated, you know, there's really no will coming back from that. Like the, the bridge is over. The bridge is over, you know? <laughs> No, it de- it definitely is because at the end of the day, uh, my grandmother used to say, "When you bend a tr- when you bend the tree, you can't straighten it." Do you get what I'm saying? So once once a child or a woman or a man or whoever has been violated, you mm-hmm. cannot do anything to fix it. It's not enough therapy and and whatever in the world, and and so this actually comes back to what you were saying about. The way people act, we don't know what traumas they went through as children. 
and they've yes. never healed. And I healed. think that's why I give people a chance. But sometimes I can't. I got to get out the way because I might get burned because their trauma is their trauma. And my trauma is not theirs. But it's not for me to put my trauma on you. I mean, this shit is so weird. It's like a Seinfeld episode, you know? You know. True, true that. Because a lot, you know, going back into that domestic violence conversation that we was kind of like trying to hold, uh, it's hard for a, uh, you know, a lady, like you're saying, to really come through that trauma and start really loving a man again, especially that she's gone through that type of relationship, you know, and trying to maybe uh go you know jump into an instant relationship like you know a lot of females do they try to you know cover up a mask of the pain uh with a, a different person but the pain is really still there it's just you just you know covered it up a bit but you know still in all you haven't healed why because there there's certain arguments being going on there's certain uh distrust you know uh being displaced or you in some point they may even you know step outside of that relationship just to try to see you know some comfort but still in all the healing process has never really started at any point and that is a lot uh to deal with in a domestic situation you know the time to heal you know get together get comfortable you know you know feel uh, strong again within yourself because I'm pretty sure during that time a lot was taken out of you. You, your, you weren't able, you know, certain things that you would probably do on your own. You know, you're subject now to uh, a quality check, so to speak. You know, someone's giving you a, you know, a check. Let me run a security check. Let me run this quality check. Let me, let me check the temperature. You know, you know, it's always a check. It's never. You know, what you said is, you know, what you said or what you go by as, as okay. There's always, let me recheck what you're doing or do it this way, you know. And, you know, if you don't, you know, then it leads into other things, physicalness, uh, the mental anguish or uh, the verbal abuse, you know. All these are domestic uh, situations. Yeah, but, but, and then, we, but you have to remember this too. I think that as, children right we're all children all of us men go through it too which a, a society doesn't even talk about the things that men go there's a woman busting a man's ass right now do you get what i'm saying or if she's not physical she's verbally and emotionally torturing him because he grew up seeing and hearing this he think it's normal but even he feels sick inside even he doesn't feel happy do you get what i'm saying Men suffer too. But you guys don't talk about it. A lot of times, you know, like you said, like you want to, it's like you want to cry. I could sit here and cry right now and no one will bat an eye. You start crying. They're like, wait a second. They ain't enjoy crying. What the fuck they need to cry for? You know what I'm saying? That's the world we live in where, uh, whatever the trauma is. And I always say it like this. They go, um. If someone says, I was, uh, I was raped, you get two outcomes. You get a whore or you get a frigid motherfucker. There's mm. no, like, the switch either turns on or it or turns off. And that's mm. with every trauma. If you didn't feel like nobody fucking loved you, 
You either become clingy or you detach. It's an on and off switch. There's no in between. There's no clarification. You're so fucked up. You're stuck in the mud. It is what it is. It's just a part of human nature. We either we either try to overcome, which is really hard to do because it's like climbing a mountain, or we just fucking go fuck it. Light a fucking match and burn this bitch. Mm. And we've seen that plenty of times. Um, especially, and you talking about uh, the, the opposite of a man being abused and I'm pretty sure that's like almost common out there where you at in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe I mean, it, it, the Midwest it is. as well. Uh, but you know, it, it's probably heavily all over. But still, you know, when you got, when you said that, it kind of like I was like, yeah, I, I I could see that in the Northeast, like definitely a lot where you know the lady is you know more vocal than the guy. And I think he's just being respectful based on the fact that what he has been taught. You know what I'm saying? He's not really trying to be disrespectful. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was taught to be respectful to his lady. But she, on the other hand, didn't really get that message coming up in life. And she's carrying on the way she is. And that's, and you know, again, with that, it comes back to the earlier point that I was making again. These choices. You know, that we're making, you have the choice to walk out the room. You have the choice to not be there. You have a choice on what you accept, you know. So, you know, before we end the show, we want to uh, send our condolences out uh, to the, the people uh, that lost their lives in the fire that happened out there in New York. I'm not really sure what area that was. That was the Bronx. Out there in the Bronx, uh, we want to, again, out here at OTW on the Wake Up Radio, want to send our condolences out um, to the to the families that lost uh, their lives in that tragic fire heard uh, out there. Uh, any news uh, updated on that, you know? Nah, nah, I was, it's funny, I was going to check on it after. I was like, oh, man, because someone, I was listening about it, and I was like, this is so sad. Yeah, so uh, hopefully uh, once we get some maybe some more information on how we can actually maybe donate to uh, those that have been affected in that, you know, we probably could should push something like that out uh, in representation amongst the company once we kind of find out where we can send some proceeds or donations or something. Because uh, I know that's that's a heavy loss, uh, especially in New York. It's it's real out there. So with that being said, we're going to be tuning out tonight. We just want to thank you all for listening to us as we uh, went on about just about everything that we can really talk about of importance. Um, you know, not really trying to catch up with the Joneses on social media, catch up with, you know, all those topics. It's, it's just too much to wrap your head around sometimes. But we really care. We want to bring you the the news that we feel as though you should really be trying to tune into, uh, maybe research further and take a stand on, you know, we, we don't really come with no, we don't come with no BS on this show at all. We try to bring love, light and peace uh, to your understanding. And that's on the real. We try to put you in a better place as a human being. We try to give you updates on claiming your name, 
uh, chemtrail research, or just, you know, right and wrong. We know right from wrong, you know, especially if you come to an area where you may not know what is right and wrong. We can dissect that for you. We do it here all the time, OTW. So with that being stated, thank you all for tuning in. You've been listening to Make Me Free. Shout out to our super producer, as always, Sydney. Say something to the people before you leave. Hey, no. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, you're dope. Joel, make me free. Sundays, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Joel is the is the truth. Joel Saji. And again, you can catch me as always on social media platforms: Instagram, Joel underscore Saji. I actually put up uh, my last post, and if you're checking up with it. Uh, I put a picture up that I I don't I've never seen nobody actually with one of these. So if you find somebody with one, uh, man, send it to me on, on the, in the DM. But I put up a, a picture of the black sun. And you're like, what the black sun? Yeah, the sun used to be black at one point. If you held the camera up to it, you see the real sun. You don't see that anymore. You can do it right. You can do it tomorrow. But I actually caught the last one of the last black suns. This was in 2017. After that, it's been pretty much mirrored out with chemtrails. And you can catch KB Visions underscore on Instagram for all that information as she is one of the specialists in those details. She comes on what? I believe what? Tuesday, Monday night? Uh, Mondays at 9. It's KB Vision, the number one. Yes, KB Visions, number one. Give you all that information about chemtrails. But again, uh, you can catch me on social media platform. Facebook as well. My regular name, Joel Frierson. And again, catch us next week at 7 o'clock. That's specific standard time here on my end on the West Coast, but 10 o'clock on the East Side. East Side! And that's New York Standard, Eastern Standard Dime. And again, thank you, the listener, for tuning in as always. When you're listening to us, without you, we're we can't do too much. So thank you for all for tuning in. And until next week, 10 p.m., we want to say thank you and peace. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Deang. Cindy Ashley On the wake up. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform.